This is Konzenshu, the podcast, episode 327 for the week of March 17th, 2013. What up, O's? Hey, welcome to Konzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite, Konzenshu. We cover anything and everything Battle of Gods, because that is the only thing going on in the history of ever Dragon Ball right now. Uh, see, I added in extra words, and I kind of forget what the flow of the sentence is. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball, in hopes of enlightening and a little <laughs> bit of enter. I'm not allowed to ad-lib on this show because then I don't yes. know where I'm going. My name is Mike Vegito EX, and we actually have the entire Consensus staff on the episode this week. It's crazy. Yay. I don't know how this happened. Has that ever happened before? Uh, I think with the kickoff episode, it's the same kind of thing where everyone's here but not on the same call at the same time. I don't mm. think the four of us have, A, ever been in the same room together at the same time, or B, even been on the same podcast at the exact same time. Hmm. It's kind of frightening. That's actually very true. We all have been on the same continent at the same time. That's true. Point. That's true. That's true. We are not right now, but that has uh, happened in the past. Did I say my name? My name is Mike Vegito EX. Uh, the entire, the foursome is here this episode in some capacity. Uh, let's start with who is here with me right this second. We will start all the way over in Japan. Julian, it's uh, Monday morning for you. You're at work again. Somehow we managed to finagle this. Uh, yes. Well, you're lucky in that it's still the end of the school year. There are nothing... There are nothing, yes. There are my nothing. English is slipping. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not teaching right now, so my English is taking a dive. There's <laughs> okay. nothing going on right now. There's an orientation for incoming students in the afternoon so they can buy uniforms. And gotcha. See, there's an entrance ceremony once it gets to April, but they need to be wearing their uniforms for that. So it's like a pre-entrance thingy. Yes, and I am also never allowed to sleep again. Nope. Until at least when the movie comes out, because there is a deluge of interviews and new books and all of this shit that is just <laughs> when Julian a pile starts cursing, you know shit gets real. Love it. Yeah, the entire time I was making that post about the new books, I'm like, oh, Julian will love this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, Jake is off. I'm I'm assuming saving the world from aliens or something. That's true. Because yeah. obviously, if he's not translating, he's got something more important to do. He, he, that's, right. That's very true. He, I actually spoke with him from Jupiter earlier uh, this evening, which you'll hear about in a little bit. All right. So there's Julian over there. Also joining us, you heard him, the Hujio himself. Heath, what up, yo? Uh, things are up and things are happening. Okay. Could, yeah. could you be a little more vague? Or um, I could be very much more vague. All right. You doing good, though? Yeah. No, I'm doing good. Just put the little guy to bed. I am not at work. Awesome. And so that is awesome. But I will be tomorrow. Yes, so, I will yay. as well. All right. So those are the three folks with you right now. Joining us in a little bit this episode will be the Herms himself. Jake is going to join me for part one of your two-part topic. Well, they're not really parts of the same thing. They're two separate topics. Our main topic that Jake is not going to be here for this episode is going to be a spoilerific, not summary of Battle of Gods, but we're going to assume you have been reading all of the spoilers so we can have a conversation about it before we hit the actual debut and then summary of the movie in a couple weeks. Are we all following along here? Yes. 
Slightly. And, um, maybe. <laughs> okay. I think so. All right. Our main topic, which will be topic number two this episode, try to keep up, folks, will be us figuring out mathematically what age Battle of Gods takes place in during the overall Dragon World timeline. However, first, a mini topic this week, I caught up with Jake earlier this evening to talk about Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission on the Japanese Nintendo 3DS. He's the only one of the four of us with a Japanese 3DS right now, and he picked up the game, and so we got some of his early impressions on it. But we have, as you can tell, a fun fact-filled episode. We got your regular news, and we only have a page of news this week, which is wonderful. Thank God. Oh, my goodness. So we'll be doing that, and then we will hit topic number one for those of you who want to avoid spoilers leading up to the actual open, super-wide debut of Battle of Gods in a couple weeks. And then if you want to stick around, we have that awesome topic for you. And if you don't want to stick around, you can always come back to the podcast. That is the beauty of podcasting always here for you. We are jam, jam, jam packed. So gentlemen, we're jumping to the news right now. Julian, why don't you actually get us going here? Uh, We've had several trailers and previews for Battle of Gods. This was a special one added to the official website, uh, all about IMAX. Yes. So um, back on the March 11th, 12th, I forget. It's, you know, date landings. <laughs> Days, but, Japan, uh, who knows? So in the IMAX section of the official movie website, they added a special trailer highlighting the IMAX release. And so it had a few more scenes that we hadn't seen before and a little bit of extra narration courtesy of whoever's narrating it for the commercial. The voice sounds very familiar, so I'm sure he's been on other commercials for things. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Joji Yanami plays Kayo, but he's not the narrator, well, in well, the trailer anyway. he was on the first one. Right, right. Yeah, but the, then yes. in the last few, they've switched over to this new guy. Right, this other guy who's like, Super yes. Saiyajin God! It's a completely yes. different guy. He's familiar. You don't know who he is, though. Well, I think the Super Saiyajin Goto is just um, Beerus. Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. It might be. Um, and I think <laughs> actually what we assumed was the narrator in the original trailer for the actual movie, uh-huh. and not the teaser. Uh, from what we've read since then, it appears that it's actually Kaio himself talking. Mm. Right, being right. Mr. Exposition. And I kind of think that's why he was originally cast in that role is because he does exposition. <laughs> For sure. It's kind of a gag almost in itself. Anyway. So the trailer, anything uh, in terms of dialogue, new, different, what we get out of it other than <laughs> really the ending. I love Goku just saying, uh, I'll be waiting at the IMAX. Pretty much. <laughs> There's nothing new in terms of textual content. It's just really highlighting this out for people to say, please come see this in IMAX digital. Although it may not actually say IMAX Digital in that. So that could be a little bit confusing because it's only coming out for IMAX Digital and not regular IMAX. Right, that's a special kind of IMAX. You said there's 16 locations. That's how they've been promoting of this IMAX Digital. It's not just the regular IMAX theaters. That's correct. And they're all very far away from me. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be doing a regular Can't theater. make it easy for Julian. Yeah. Heath, nope. do you have any thoughts on the IMAX trailer? It's just kind of nice I to see. I that they actually used the new hero insert song mm, from yeah, Flo. Yeah. That was actually kind of nice because everything else we had has pretty much been Chala Head Chala. Right. So it was just kind of a, a different take on it. And it really solidifies how well that song works. Yeah, we're all kind of digging that song, right? Yeah. I think uh, we feel pretty good about it. I do. Yeah. Julian? Yeah. Well, you know, I thought it was fun. 
<laughs> and I'm looking forward to the actual release of the single. You've this been week. in Japan too long. Mr. You can't get a good read on you. over there. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm generally a low key kind of guy, and I'm also you know working on less sleep. <laughs> It's all right. We love you anyway. All right, guys, let's move on. Uh, the next thing that we had was uh, something we're really not going to cover right now because, Julian, while you were unable to secure special preview tickets, our buddy that mm. you've uh, actually met over there, I'm, I'm so glad. Yes, I have. K-17 did finagle a preview screening ticket from, uh, I believe he said, an up-and-coming mangaka that he... I don't want to say stole the tickets from, but I guess Finangle is the best way to describe it. So we're not going to really get into spoilers about the movie right now, but uh, I guess we can at least say that at the the main screening there, Nozawa was there, Nakagawa was there. Uh, There were some really interesting quotes uh, about, um, I guess, let me just go here. Nozawa said, as long as the earth exists, I want to keep doing Dragon Ball with Goku to which Nakagawa commented, the words you just spoke will go down in history. So just kind of, uh, over dramatic <laughs> promotions going along with it. Yes. But the big screening happened and, uh, this was it as we've been talking about. Yeah. It opens on the 30th. We were saying last week, this upcoming week, we're going to know battle of gods and guys, we know Battle of Gods. Ooh, which is nice. So I guess in, instead of going into the newsy pulling things apart of this, uh, just because it's the podcast and we have a chance to kind of reflect on things, Heath, I'll start with you. Do you feel a little bit of, this is how I feel, it's like this combination of relief, extra excitement, and other emotions that I don't even know that I could put into words? Yeah, I'll address the relief part. I think a lot of it is... We're all approaching the end of the month, and I think you and I had this discussion that we're just ready for this to be done. Right. I mean, I mean <laughs> Julian, more so than anyone else. Let's go over to you, man. I mean, you have done more work in the past just couple weeks than I think you've done in total since you joined me in 2003. Can't sleep. Dragon Ball will eat me. <laughs> it's it's nuts the amount of stuff that's been uh, covered and produced. And you, you feel yes. the same kind of thing where it's relief and even more excitement? Uh, yes, relief and excitement and sleep deficit. And um, yeah, <clears throat> I'm, I'm looking forward to getting all of this done and out of the door so we can go back to working on actual site stuff. I mean, this is actual site stuff, too, because it's a wealth of information that you will get here first and um, will probably be completely mangled by other sites. So please get it from us. Um, But it's also great. Just This is something Heath and I talk about constantly as we're working on other pages. It's just we have this documented for all history. Now, like every we have the exact date and time and the exact words that people spoke. And we've never had that with such a large-scale Dragon Ball production before, and that just kind of reinvigorates, I think, all of us as we're working on it. That really helps. I mean, we've never been able to document anything to this magnitude, and unfortunately, there is a lot of stuff to document. Yeah. That's what's hard. Julian, you can can speak to, I mean, just every little magazine that's coming out in Japan, and while they may not be the most interesting quotes and interviews, there's always some little sentence that we're so glad we read in them. Yes, exactly. And I'm, you know, working on a bunch of other little interviews, and some of them are not so important, but some of them have some really interesting stuff. So, you know, I'm trying to get all of them out of the door because that will essentially be 
good for posterity. I mean, I realize that it's a lot of work for me right this second, but I'm going to look back and say, you know what, I'm glad that we have all of these facts that we can point to, we can cite, we can say this came from this magazine and this date on this page. Right. So there. <laughs> so there. All right. Uh, let's move on a little bit then. There's so much more news and other stuff going on. This is a short, easy one. I can't remember. Who did I do the show with last week? Julian, was it you? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Did we talk about the first week sales for Ultimate Mission? I think so. Yes, I think we did. Okay. Well, Probably. anyway, here's the second week sales for Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission. Uh, its first week, it did really, really well. It did uh, just over 88,000 copies. Its second week, it did just about 22,000 copies. Uh, and it was the number 11 game for the week. So I had a little bit of a drop off, but... Uh, the fact that it's around 100,000 copies is really, really good for uh, opening performance on a Dragon Ball video game. And of course, our first mini topic, we'll talk a little bit more about Ultimate Mission. Uh, Julian, let's stick with you just for a little bit more as you tell us about Lawson and Ministop. You did pictures. Yes, I actually went out when this promotion started and I took pictures at the Lawson that's closest to where I work. It's where I bought my lunch. But yeah, so uh, Lawson and Ministop are going crazy with the promotions, and so we've gone over some offerings previously about things that are just getting started, like the Dragon Bowl promotion. So with 300 points on your Ponta card, you can get this very nice bowl, which is uh, four stars on one side and the Kame logo on the other, so... That's cool. Also, uh, starting just this past Friday on the 15th, if you bought two uh, applicable suites, you could get a capsule stamp limited to 80 per location. I got one of those too. And um, starting also last week, they just had this plethora of um, limited edition Dragon Ball themed products coming out. It's kind of crazy. Um, so I'm not going to maybe going through all of these. No, but, pull out um, a couple key fun ones. Uh, let's see. Fluffy Quinto and Bread at Lawson. Uh, Makanko Sapo Snack. Wasabi flavor, of course. Uh, let's see. Puff Puffu Marshmallows. Strawberry flavor. Uh, let's see. Quinto and Cotton Candy. Uh, let's see. Super God Water, which is a vitamin C lemonade. I love that one. That's such I a had, great idea. I had that and I, did, and I did not die, so I am assuming that I am super powerful now. Um and just a, a number of little toy things. And um, well, the one that I really like um, from Ministop, actually, is the Super Saiyan French Fries, which is this... Um, it's just a French fry container, but the French fries are Goku's Super Saiyan hair. Yeah, this one's taking the internet by storm right now. People are really digging the hair. Yes, it was hilarious. And uh, some of the bentos that are going to be coming out later on, like the fusion bento with uh, pork and beef um, and kamehameha rice. Oh, the genkidama onigiri, which has um, seaweed on the outside, spicy curry-flavored rice, and a soft-boiled egg in the center, which I think people on the forum were really struggling to wrap their heads around. I don't know. I guess I've lived in Japan too long because that actually sounds pretty appealing. <laughs> Oh, and one star ball ten shinhan, which is the actual food and not the character. So with uh, eggs and um, savory sauce and yeah, rice. But yeah, it, it all it all sounds actually pretty good. <laughs> and um, I'm gonna maybe go out this week and try a few more of those items. Yeah, I want some more uh, close-up pictures. I mean, this is the perfect opportunity with so many food puns in Dragon Ball. I'm kind of shocked that they've never gone to this extent. I guess they've never had a big enough opportunity to. It's the fact that you yes. can 
go on out and eat some tension, Han. That's uh, pretty spectacular. I don't know. My favorite is, still it is to me. Vegeta's vegetable salad. They just, should have gone with Okonomiyaki. But I was maybe just going to say that. It's in with the song. I mean, that would have been a joke that, you know, only the hardcore fans get. I guess the Vegeta salad is the easy one. Yeah. Oh, well. Ah, but yeah. Oh, uh, but anyway, back on topic. One other promotion they've been doing since last week is that you there's this stamp location uh-huh. at every Lawson, and they have this card for you to pick up. And there's different characters on the stamps, so you have to go around to four different Lawsons and stamp the card with the character at that Lawson. And it has to be four different characters. But once you, once you stamp all four characters on there, you can exchange it for a sticker sheet, which I also did. And then there's one other sticker down in the corner of that sticker sheet that you can put on a postcard and send in to enter to win a special reversible cushion, which is a Dragon Ball on one side and Goku on the other. Cool. I haven't done that yet, though. Well, good job. Keep up the picture. Yes. They're getting I also have cool two different stuff. Dragon Bottles from KFC now. You've been eating your chicken? Yes. Oh, but uh, the second one that I got was uh, Super Saiyan Goku. So I got pretty lucky that second time. Very nice. But the first one was Bulma. Poor <laughs> shame. Oh, well. So the official website posted a few midnight showings that are actually going to take place in Osaka and Fukuoka. After the midnight showing, they will then show different Dragon Ball Z movies each location. They're going to be doing five different movies depending on where you are. But the neat thing is they're going to actually be pulling out the original 35mm film. And I think that would just be so cool, especially for kids that never got to see these in theaters back in the day. Maybe just have the Dragon Boxes. So... It's actually kind of neat that they're going to be doing something like that. But midnight showing, maybe Julian will go. Who knows? Yes. Also, you have to be 18 years of age or older because of youth ordinances in the cities. So uh, kids are not going to be going to this. But. And I mean, if the movie's starting, I think one location is 1130. The others at... Or, uh, yeah, what? There's. yeah, they're both at 1130. 11, 1130. I mean, yeah. so you figure Battle of Gods, we know, is about 85 minutes. And then there's five movies after that. You're pretty much up all night watching this stuff if you want to but heath why don't you give us the rundown uh the first one in osaka i've decided that the world hates julian apparently uh you will get dragon ball z movie one dragon ball z all right wonderful garlic jr and mike's all on board yeah we have movie two the world's strongest guy okay i'm I'm still on board here yeah and then all of a sudden we get movie four Super Science Son Goku. Okay, all right. Um, so we're hitting a little yeah, low we're, point here. We're kind of going down. Then. All right, all right. But, 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 but Heath, but Heath. All right, so we've hit movie four. It cannot get worse than that. I mean, anything you put after that's kind of a, a step up. Well, there, there, there's a reason they put movie 13 at the end to try to get you to stay. Okay, okay so we got movie 13 to look forward to. Yeah, great, great, but great. in between movie four and movie 13, we have movie 11. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Why? Four and eleven, God, <laughs> and not just four and eleven, but four followed by eleven. <laughs> yes. I mean, they they might as well just send people away and say, "We'll come get you when thirteen is back." <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's your time. You get maybe like an hour and a half to two hours there. Uh, take a nap. Well, okay. there you go. See, bring a pillow. <laughs> Wake me up when Tapion starts playing. It's but great. then, when you go to Fukuoka, we actually get a pretty good set list on this one. I we think get movie so. three, yeah. movie five, six. Movie nine and movie twelve. That's all a good of which selection. Fall into a very, very good category of movies I like. Yep, so, very nice. Okay, it's just really random. Like one, it they must really hate Osaka for some reason. I, yep. Oh, I'm sorry, Julian. Uh, so you won't be going to this, Julian? 
But I will be seeing the movie that next day on the right. 30th if I can. Totally. Yep. All right, if, then. So, all right. No, barring any emergencies, but I think I'll be able to do it. Excellent. Now, Mike, I think you have to take the next bit of <laughs> Oh, news. my God. This is like squee to the extreme. Can I, can I just say the first time I noticed this, I don't know why. I just happened to get on Facebook and yep. Mary had posted this. <laughs> that is the first place I saw this. I was like, wait. Holy shit. Randa, Twitter, yep, there's Mike. <laughs> the expected response, <laughs> I assume. All right, so Animazement down in North Carolina for several years now, the one, the only, Uryusei Nakao, who of course played Tambourine and Frieza and Kula, he's been attending. And I'm pretty sure this is actually where uh, our old buddy Megan uh, actually got me a little signed figure of Nakao. Uh, this nice little thing is I hadn't been able to get down there. I used to do a lot of conventions and just animation was not one I could get to. So the fact that she was able to get that for me, I, I still appreciate that to this day so much. Uh, so I've always looked at animation as, you know, when I'm not doing a whole lot of conventions as I haven't been, I didn't do any last year, uh, maybe I can take some time and go down there. This year, Nakao, hmm. of course, coming back, he seems to love going there. Uh, they also announced Toshio Furukawa and Masako Nozawa. So in the span of about a millisecond, I decided I'm going to North Carolina this year. Cool. So if he has a panel, I want you to ask him to do Frieza lines in Baikinman voice. That's my special request. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's going to care. Come on, I'm gonna man. I'm going to care. Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, it would be funny for me. <laughs> this is pretty monumental for Masako Nozawa to come over and do a convention. I'm not entirely sure she's ever been to a North American convention. I'd have to go back and really fact check that. Uh, I know, obviously, Nakao has been and Furukawa, I'm pretty sure, has been over yeah, here. Yeah, he was just in Seattle. Was it last year or two years ago? I know that for sure. Right. Um, oh, yeah, of course he has, because our buddy uh, Dravaz got us that uh, 300th mm -hmm. podcast episode introduction. Uh, yeah, does your podcast start with an introduction by Toshio Furukawa? I didn't think so. Uh, that was so awesome. Good times. Uh, yeah. Masako Nozawa, I mean, uh, of course I'm going. The end. I'm fairly certain she's never been to I don't US. think so. At least not for a convention. Someone commented that she's been to uh, Japan Expo in France, which uh, I, f I feel like makes a little bit of sense. France is huge, and that's certainly an easier mm -hmm. trip than the U.S. So uh, Yes. Especially to the East Coast. Let's hope she doesn't get uh, put off too much by the convention environment, uh, shall uh, we? I've, I've uh, never been to Animazement. I hear that it's very low-key and very awesome, so I'm looking forward to heading down and covering all the guest panels and just all that stuff. We will, of course, get photos and quotes and transcriptions, and I will be a busy worker bee, but I will also be in right. fanboy glee. Just this aura will be around me the entire weekend. Over under on getting Frieza and some of the Son family to record introductions to the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Well, I'm, I might just faint on the spot before I can uh, request anything. Yeah. You gotta get <laughs> right. close to her first. Yeah, yeah right. That's true. <laughs> like, sir, sir, I'm sorry. You're sweating profusely. You're shaking. You cannot come over here. Just oh. Mary. She can't say no to Mary. Uh, Mary has pretty much the same reaction I do right now. I mean, this is, uh, we're, we're incredibly excited. I mean, for all of us, this is basically <laughs> the, the, the sounds of our life right here. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. Just, just, uh, 
That's all I got. I can't talk anymore. Heath, while I reflect on this and my excitement, tell me more. All right. So we've had this, you know, great onslaught of new content and merchandise coming at us with Battle of Gods recently, which Julian has just fully thrown himself into. Totally. And to help him along, we're giving him even more things. Because over the last week, we've had a couple more listings pop up for magazines, books, new guides, what have you. First up, I didn't throw this one on, but there's also another magazine. Oh, geez. Uh. (laughs) Um, So first up, we have from Awa Publishing. It's a MOOC, which is a magazine book. Why they can't just call it a magazine. Um, Which is entitled Dragon Ball, The Strongest Inquiry. Uh, it kind of, I don't know why they're doing this, but it details every battle from the Dragon Ball Z TV series. You can pick that up, uh, from Amazon Japan. It just came out this last week. It's only 840 yen. It seems like it's pretty thick. From what I remember, it's like 240 pages or something like that. Pretty good size. So, and then the other one that came out that I didn't include in this post was called Dragon Ball Super Inquiry. Um, not quite sure what's in this one, and it's from a different publishing company. So huh. uh, you can look it up Competing on Amazon books. Japan if you'd like to. And then later next week, Shueisha will be releasing what a lot of people had pointed out on the forums and I'd seen on other sites, and nobody really knew what it was. But on Amazon Japan, it was just called Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods Magazine. Uh, a lot of people didn't quite know what it was going to be, but Shueisha's official website has confirmed that it is actually the official movie guide. So that will be coming to us on March 21st for 580 yen. That's a cheap price. Yeah, I'm anticipating this is going to be something similar to what we got uh, for Dragon Ball Z movies 12 and 13. What were those, like the anime library books? Yeah, which are, I think, one's about the same size as the Daisenshu, and then the other one was huge. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. So Yeah, and those were, oh, I don't remember the price on those. Those were more expensive, though. I, it's they tough were. because, I mean, I got them... I yeah. think I got one of mine secondhand from Tanuki, so it's like <laughs> I don't even know what the price would have been at that point. Well, and nowadays a lot of time, a lot of times when Shonen Jump puts out these special edition volumes, mm-hmm. they're essentially the same size as what Weekly Jump is. Mm, they're okay. just much small, like thinner. Yeah, yeah. They're not quite as thick. Um, so I anticipate Julian will have fun picking this up. Yes. You guys aren't? No, no we but will. You'll probably pick it up first. You'll get it for us. Oh, okay, yeah. That's you good. can walk down the street and get it. I have to wait for Amazon Japan to ship it to me. Point taken. Which is always fun. And then finally, uh, this Mike and I went back and forth on this in the update. But uh, when it was first revealed that the new Chosenshu line of guidebooks would be coming out, a lot of people right away noticed, "Hey, we're missing the art book." the complete illustrations yeah i mean you go back to our original math on that and i think we all immediately just said well just subtract number one because it doesn't count here for exactly which is kind of weird because it's is what they're calling a revival of Mm. the daisenshu guys so you would think if they're reviving all of them it would be included in some way right well Apparently, it might be, we're not quite sure, but a listing has popped up on Shueisha's official listing website for a Dragon Ball Chogashu, which is a super illustration collection. So instinctively, we're kind of assuming that's what this is. However, it's not distinctly listed under the Chosenshu collection as all the other ones, but I anticipate it will be filled with Toriyama artwork, just like we've seen before, although updated with some new things. 
Um, it's also the exact same size as the Daisenshu and the Chosenshu, which is a B5 size book. And that comes out hmm. May 9th, which I believe is the same day Chosenshu 4 comes out. Interesting. Now, here's so, the thing. 3,800 yen is actually pretty expensive Ugh. compared to stuff. Yeah, because all the other Chosenshu have been around 2,200 yen, 2,300 yen, right. somewhere in there. So yeah. I'm guessing there's a lot of colored ink going into this one. Yeah, I guess that yes. would be the main thing there. It's just the the color, but also probably we're hoping maybe expanded pages. Uh, guys, what do you think? Could this be a combination Daisenshi 1 plus something like Golden Warrior? Suppose it's possible. Uh, possibly. That's not all Toriyama, though, Golden Warrior. Well, it's none Toriyama. No, it's yeah, all anime-related, right. essentially. Right. Yes. From uh, it's Maeda, that's not Yamamuro. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't so, know. They could kind of expand, but there's a lot of stuff that was included um, in Daisenshu 7. A lot of the things that he oh, did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. That uh, weren't included in Daisenshu 1. So, some of those oh, could be true. thrown in. I'm sure he's done. You know, we've seen him do other things yeah. since then. Maybe they'll throw in a 50-page interview. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that would be good, actually. No, it would no, it'd not. Never mind. I, I take that back. <laughs> I forget I ever said that. Uh, but what was I going to say? Oh, yes. But the fact that they're not including this in the main Chozenshu series, do you think maybe they're angling to market this perhaps to other publishers as a way of having them publish it without, you know, necessarily doing the rest of the Chozenshu, for example? Or maybe this is aimed as well at the Japanese market so people can just pick this up without feeling the need to buy the rest of the Chozenshu volumes? Oh, you're I mean, talking it doesn't about, look like it's numbered. You're talking about yeah. marketing this internationally? Like, hey, Viz, is this something you want to put out? Because uh, as right. we noted, Daisenshu 1 is the only Daisenshu that got a North American release. Uh, France right. got Daisenshu 1 and Daisenshu 7, which is... Kind of an interesting combination of stuff there, I guess. Right. Get the best of both worlds, and uh, such as uh, illustrations and information. But is that where you're getting right. at, Julian? International? Well, well, by being out of series, it means that people feel less inclined, like they have to do the other books. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Fans Which get less. Which was my first thought, hmm. because this is Good something point. now mm. that they can market to just about everyone. So right. maybe you don't want to buy all these information guides, but if you pick this up, it's essentially just an art book. And that's so, so and much easier for the international folks. I mean, Viz Daisenshu 1 was as easy as it's going to get. Well, I guess that's one thing um, that just popped in my head, but all the Konzenban artwork, things mm. like that. Right, right. I mean, we, we've had him yeah. do quite a bit since then, so I don't know. It'll be interesting because it's not like there's a ton of stuff that he's done specifically for Dragon Ball. So I don't know what what exactly they're going to fill the rest of it in. I'm assuming the difference in price has to do mostly with the ink. But I'm just curious Lots if they're going to use the cover art from Daisenshi 1 because we noticed that they haven't included it with anything yet, have they? Or was that in Chosenshi 1, one of the fold-out posters? Uh, I don't think so. That was. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything's blending together. Everything here. is a blur. All right, let's. So move, anyway, let's move on. More, more stuff to buy. So we got oh. some interesting video game updates. Uh, two very, very different things here, Julian. You and I wrapped these up this morning. The first one is uh, extra updates for Battle of Gods in Zenkai Battle Royale. Uh, it's. More an update on a previous update plus a tease. Julian, um, the official website for 
not, it's not Battle of Gods. Uh, Zenkai Battle Royale breaks down Bidusu a little bit. And then this week's upcoming yes. issue of V-Jump does as well. Just a little bit about uh, here's how he fights and here's how you can kind of counterattack him. So just tactical stuff. Yes. So basically he's really fast. <laughs> right. And... He has a finishing move that covers basically the entirety of the playing field, so it's nigh impossible to dodge. So how do you counter against something like that? Well, first of all, there are special areas that he can apparent, you can apparently get him into, which causes him to slow down for a certain amount of time. And I guess you can probably attack him during that point. And there's also apparently a way through additional input, and we don't know exactly what that means, but we kind of assume extra button presses or something. And just like mash allows, all the buttons. Yes, so that causes his special attack to explode in midair before it hits. So by doing that, perhaps you have a chance, I guess. Uh, but if that's not enough, apparently um, next month's issue of V-Jump... So not the one that's coming out this month, but the one that's coming out next month right. in April will tell us about the Super Saiyan God. Uh, Julian, you translated this. It says, in order to win against Bidusu, one more god enters the Zenkai foray. All details will be revealed in the super large June issue of V-Jump. This is the God of the Saiya. I like how they say we'll reveal it. Next month. <laughs> next month. But basically, this is what we're talking about. Right. And everything is like, in the next super big issue, Julian, have they actually, because you've been picking them up every month, are they actually bigger than they have been lately these last couple of months? I think they're all just the super large issue. I have yeah, okay. not seen an issue <laughs> not described like that since right. I started picking up V-Jump. It's super large with information. Gotcha. I just assumed that as they were hitting this March-April uh, time frame that they were pumping extra stuff into them. I haven't been ordering them since you've been picking them up just on your way to work, so I haven't actually seen them myself. Yep. All right, well, more coming to Zenkai Battle Royale. Uh, is this where we just insert the usual spiel of great to see continued updates, still waiting for that home port? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, let's move on then. Uh, Julian, why don't you tell me, tap battle! Yes, so upcoming May thir- 2013 issue of V-Jump, which comes out Thursday this month, and uh, enterprising people on the internet have seen fit to leak information uh but anyway there's a new game coming out for not a console but the android and ios mobile platforms so those of you with smartphones maybe some tablets could have some fun with this this is dragon ball tap battle so you can control the action directly by touching the screen in what they market as a touch battle in the um promotional text so um we don't actually know much about it other than what the blurb says, but it's going to be uh, available for Android 2.3 and higher next week on 25th of March and at iOS at a later date. And it will cost 350 yen. So of the four Kanzenshu folk, three of us are uh, iPhone sheep. Heath, you're the only dude with an Android device, so this is yep. your beat, man. All right, assuming I can put it on a U.S. Android. Yeah, I don't know. Have you tried towing around in uh, international stores? Yeah, I believe you can. So okay. uh, I will look into this. All right. We'll see good. what we can do. I will tap my way through it. All right. You're going to be doing your first video game review for the site. Are you excited? Yes. I'm super excited. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we don't know a whole lot about this, despite the fact that it's coming this week. It's kind of crazy. 
All right. No one else thinks it's interesting at all. So he, <laughs> I told you I am super excited. All right. I guess I just yes. thought that was clear. Take you at your I think it's here. pretty cool. All right. Uh, and then Julian, I guess you and I will pick it up later in iOS. At least you will. The Japanese release. And I don't know. Maybe we right. can be enterprising ourselves and share <laughs> iCloud lockins <laughs> or something. I don't know. We'll figure yes. it out. Um, uh, I don't know. You two fight to the death here. Who's going to take the last thing? This is one of those news slash content things, which is always a weird area to fall into. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll handle this since I picked up the issue of Jump this morning. But so we have this ongoing one question at a time interview thing in the pages of Jump with Akira Toriyama. So one question per week. And so we've had two issues so far with questions that cover the design of the God of Destruction as well as um, his involvement with the script, how he came to be part of the staff, basically. Well, how he came to work so closely on the film, anyhow. Uh, but this week he talks about the placement of the film in the timeline of the series. Why? It's there. Well, Julian, we really uh, enjoyed your Japanese last week, so I think we're going to do the same thing this week. You get to play Toriyama in Japanese and in English. So, yes. Toriyama-sensei, why did you choose this period? Manga the fact is, I thought, man, I really made everyone old in the last chapter of the manga. I even gave Vegeta a mustache. <laughs> so I chose this period because everyone got to maximum strength a few years after the Majin Buu arc and before Pan's birth. So I, I guess there's a little bit of uh, uncertainty in how he's phrasing things. And that's, yes, in the last chapter, everyone's older and kind of different designs. And yes, in GT, we also have the exact same thing going on with older designs and Vegeta's mustache. Julian, what is it about the way that he says this in Japanese? Is he confusing that Vegeta has a mustache in GT, which he did design with his end of manga designs? Or is it just kind of this, well, I did this and I did this and I'm just pressed for space? Well, he says it in a separate sentence so he's not necessarily saying that he did it in the last chapter of the manga but he is saying that yes he did this right i i gave vegeta a mustache <laughs> he's saying it sort of um, regretfully but, but um you know he's he's acknowledging what he did for gt but it's unclear whether he understands that that's something he designed for gt or if he's misremembering the manga is having that as well yeah knowing, knowing his memory it could go either way Right, right. And I mean, we just wanted to point that out that yes, everyone's older in that part. And yes, everyone's older in that part. But it seems like overall, and we're, we really wanted to cover this because it ties in with what our second topic is going to be shortly. And that's when does this movie take place and why do people look the way that they do or do not? So I guess hold on to that idea and that information for a little bit. What we're going to do right now, we're going to jump to our first 
of two topics. Right now, we're going to jump to myself talking with Herms, or buddy Jake, about Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission. That's going to run, I think, about 10 minutes. I don't remember entirely because it was, you know, like two hours ago. I have no idea what happened. So enjoy that. And if you want to stick around, remember, spoilerific. We're just going to assume you are reading everything there is to know about Battle of Gods. You have been warned. You have been warned severely. Stick around. We got two topics coming your way right now. All right, joining us for our first kind of little mini topic for those of you who want to avoid spoilers this week. Out on assignment, I think on a silo a little bit past Jupiter right now. Jake, Mr. Herms, how you doing, man? Hello. This is a great uh, Jupiterian or was it Jupiterian internet connection I've got going here. <laughs> I know. I'm not quite sure how we're doing this. Dr. Brief's uh, internet connectivity is not the greatest in the world, but I'm glad to have you. I guess you can say on the phone. You're going to join me real quick because the internet's terrible traveling all these light years. Massive delay. Tell me a little bit about Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission on the Japanese Nintendo 3DS. You have been playing and uh, I saw you tweet the other day. I guess we'll start with this you say it's incredibly repetitive but incredibly addictive at the same time well i don't know if it's incredibly addictive but i'm addicted anyway okay (laughs) might just be prone to these things i guess break down the game a little bit yeah it's not actually a fighting game i'm like 99.9 percent all the other games out there right so it's card based and so in each battle you select uh five cards each card is a character so five characters on one team you can have less than that if you want and then you fight the other team and you don't directly control your characters rather you put them into a certain battle formation you can position the cards on the bottom half of your uh, 3ds screen and so depending on how well you do that like it determines if you attack first or if the enemy does and it's all very complicated and i don't actually know how it works yet (laughs) so i just arrange them randomly and so then once yeah, so once you do that, it's all basically out of, like, your guys will go into attack, and then, like, right as they're about to attack, you can hit a button, and so you have to hit it just right. And it's exactly like those, um, like, the ultimate attack mini games they have in uh, the fighting games, kind of, where, like, the opponent and you, you, like, both have to see who can hit the button at just the right moment. And if you win, your attack it does full damage, but if your opponent wins, they block it a little. Okay. And so that's kind of the extent of your involvement other than like selecting characters. And so it's very, like I said, it's very repetitive. So each battle is exactly the same thing. And most of the rarity comes from just getting new cards and coming up with different weird character combinations, like having Android 13 and Kyoshin and like, um, oh, Spopovich. I just got him. So yeah, they all are these weird characters. So I guess tell me about how you progress through the story. Are you playing a story mode similar to everything we've always seen where you start with Raditz and with Boo with some movie stuff? Yeah, it's pretty much ex- pretty much exactly the same as the standard story mode thing. And there's also an arcade mode, but I haven't started that. Okay. And so it's like this little map kind of thing. So, okay, first off, the basic story mode screen is divided by story arc. And this thing actually looks kind of neat because for each story arc, it has like the location, which is always Earth, pretty much. It even says the year, which is kind of interesting for me, at least. And then once you click on the story arc, like it'll be like a little road. And so you click on one thing and it'll be a cutscene. And then once that's done, you go on to the next bump in the road and maybe that'll be a battle. But the odd thing is you can't actually tell ahead of time whether the next 
thing is going to be a cutscene or a battle, so it's hard to gauge exactly how long it is until the end, the, the final boss story arc. And because sometimes I actually have like multiple uh, slots where it's just a cutscene after cutscene after cutscene. And it's mostly linear, but there'd be a branching path sometimes where like if you defeat an enemy, you then get the option to fight a harder version of that same enemy. And then sometimes they do even do that like three times or just fight. You can just keep fighting the same person over and over again, slightly harder for slightly better results. So I guess really is the fun in the game just uh, collecting all the different cards and seeing all the different forms of the characters, even though you're doing the same thing over and over? Yeah, so and I should say you get a new card after every battle and it's completely like there's no logic to it that I can determine. Like when you start out, you get a lot of GT characters and oh, like there's no limit. You can choose any card you want once you get it. So, you know, I'll be going through like the Cyan arc and I have teams composed of like GT characters mostly. But you're, you're always stuck with they give you like one or two, maybe three characters you have to use who are appropriate to that point in the story. And then you just add it up on your own like to no more than five like i said and then okay so once you like for each of these uh, story arc sections there'd be a final boss and once you've beaten him there typically be like a there'd be side branches that open up where you fight generally like the movie villains like so i think for the uh nomic part once you beat uh like ginyo or whatever you can go and fight slug's henchmen got it and so you just have to kind of backtrack and then go up like a different route through the map. Okay, that actually sounds kind of similar to the the old days with uh, Budokai 3, where once you went through it the first time, you can kind of do those side paths and then go off and fight Kula instead of fighting the other ones. So I, I guess it's kind of the same question I asked as before. Is, is that really the enjoyment, is just collecting all the cards and then doing these side paths to do the different parts of the stories or anything else you're getting out of the experience? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I haven't been too fair. Like, there's a little more to the battle system but okay oh i didn't mention the robot you get your own robot helper <laughs> okay and so and who's basically based off gill it's but you can equip him with different parts so have like an attack form or a defense form and so at certain points in the battle here jump in and like just do whatever he's supposed to so like if you have a defense form then he he has like shields for arms and then here just distract the enemy and like they just punch him randomly and it, it looks very funny you kind of have to see it. And so you upgrade that. And you also have your avatar, who I didn't talk about. So and so you're leveling, so you can choose uh, from one of the five races. So they have the Scions, Namekians, uh, Majins, Frieza's clan. Actually, I guess it's just four. But you can be male or female sign. And each of them, they have the three different types, like the elite, berserker, hero. And so you can, so you level those guys up and you can get, you can unlock different uh, special attacks for them. So I guess that's the main thing is just making your own avatar better. And I think I mentioned this, but I named my avatar, I have a Frieza's clan guy and I named him Mike. (laughs) <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, and I named the robot Hujio. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Uh, whenever I play uh, Pokemon, uh, I used to name my rival Julian, but I've uh, since moved onward to naming my <laughs> rival uh, Hujio. So I guess we're all in the same boat yeah, here with what sense. we do in these games. All right. So I guess, I mean, we're going to let's keep these impressions short, especially because the uh, Jupiter Internet yeah. connection is not the best. I do want to ask you just to wrap it up. Uh, Dragon Ball Kai Ultimate Butoden on the Nintendo DS. That was the last game that came out that did not come out internationally 
internationally. You were able to import that because the DS was region free. So those of you keeping up yeah. did get a chance to get it. Uh, Ultimate Mission here is Japanese only on the 3DS and the 3DS is region locked. And with Heroes being this Japanese only arcade machine and Ultimate Mission being this Japanese 3DS only game, the big question is are we missing out? We feel like we're missing out. We see all these cards coming out. So Jake, I guess the final question for you, at least for right now with your early impressions, is just that. Are we missing out? I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. Okay. I mean, it's a fun game, but I don't I mean, because it is just the handheld port. So maybe if you go to the actual arcade and have actual cards, it's a different experience. But right. sure. I mean, it's it's a fun just distraction, but there's nothing. I mean, Ultimate Butoden is a lot better than this, I'd say. Right. I mean, you're talking two completely different genres at that point. I mean, it's full that's of true, that's fighting true. game versus cards. So really, the, yeah. the thrill of it is probably the thrill of collecting the cards for the arcade version. And here it's just you kind of get everything so you don't there's no investment beyond just the 60-ish dollar price tag here yeah all right well uh your your connection keeps fading in and out you've become uh <laughs> robo jake at this point so i do want to thank you for hopping on i know it's, it's been difficult but uh we appreciate getting your impressions on the game well always glad to help out i guess good 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 do you have anything you want to toss out to people as i know you haven't been on the show in a while so any message for the listeners uh, let always wear clean socks. All right, there you go. All right, Jake, appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, see ya. All right, we are back with myself, Mike. We got Heath, we got Julian. Again, last warning. We are assuming you have read everything about Battle of Gods. What we're going to talk about right now and work out the math is when the hell does this movie take place exactly on the Dragon World timeline, the so-called official history. We have a bunch of points to jump off from and work our way to, work our way from, try and pinpoint exactly where this is is warnings have been made all bets are off at this point so heath julian let's start heath let's actually start with the daizenshu 7 the big encyclopedia for the series obviously this was many many years ago battle of gods was not a glimmer in anyone's eye yet but we have one little inconsistency we have to work through to uh kind of attack this moving forward so what is uh well there's two dates here. One is perfectly fine. One's the problem. All right. So in Daisenshu 7, we have at the very beginning a timeline that's established, and many people over the years have translated it. And in age 779, Pan is born, which is fine, you know, fits in just fine. But in age 778, they list Bra's birth year in her biography, while the timeline says she was actually born in 780. So we kind of have a little controversy because which year is it? We don't quite know. Or do we? Yeah, th this is weird. So her, bi her bio lists 778. So that would make her five or six years old at the 28th Tenkaichi Budokai at the end of the series. We know that takes place on May 7th in age 784. And then that in turn would make her around 11 years old in GT, which we know begins on January 7th in age 789. But then, Heath, like you said, the timeline in the exact same book lists Bra's birth date, uh, at least the year, is age 780, which then in turn makes her about nine years old in GT. So we kind of have a two-year gap here somewhere, and we're not 
quite sure because it's never officially explained and nobody caught it. Right, right. Which is kind of weird. Right. And we should say that uh, May 7th, the day for the Tenkaichi Budokai, is set in stone. Yes. So we know that's pretty solid. And the date for GT beginning comes from the first perfect file. Right. Which has no contradictions in terms of the timeline. Right. Yes. Heath, they actually, and by they, I just mean Toei and rights holders in general, they kind of stick with one of these, and I feel like we have to stick with the same thing moving forward, too. Yeah, in every other book that's come out since Daisenshu 7, uh, Shueisha has essentially omitted age 778 as Bra's birth date and gone with the year 780 in basically every other publication. They essentially have omitted it and said, this does not exist, we did not write this. It just sucks because if you only look at Daisenshu 7, it's very confusing. Right, and not even just yes. look at it, but if you look at it in one place and don't look at it in the other, you'd be like mm-hmm. getting into arguments with other people. Uh, so that that brings us to essentially where we are in that part of the manga series. Right. Julian, why don't you take this? Because you are the native speaker of the group right now. There's a little panel in chapter 518 of the manga that yes. ties in... To Battle of Gods, but there's some weirdness here. Yes. So Goku meets up with Bulma, and Bulma's complaining that they haven't seen each other in ages. He says, that was my best interpretation. That was pretty good. All right. So break that down for us. So Goku says, that ain't true. We just met met up five years ago, didn't we? And she says, five years ago, five years. Whenever everybody gets together, you alone are off training somewhere and you don't come. And now um, Jake's opinion is this means that he didn't show up five years ago. And my, my interpretation is that whenever everyone else gets together, he's not there. Okay, so I don't know what's the difference there. Does doesn't that mean he just didn't show up for this event? Well, it well to me it means that 5 years ago they did meet up, but other times when everybody else is meeting up, he uh, just doesn't bother to show up cuz he's off okay. training. Got it. That's my interpretation. Which would be I this think case. Mm, I think um right. Maybe it's a, an interpretation of the way the text is arranged in the text box because uh, it's um, slightly ambiguous whether the the second repetition of five years belongs to the next sentence or mm. the exclamation that she has. I, I interpret it as part of the exclamation. Okay, so we at least have that information. So we have a working date for Pond's birth year. We are going with age 780 as Bra's birth year, which then makes her a year younger than Pond. That's very important, mm-hmm. as opposed to a year older than Pond. We have this one little mention in the manga of there was a meetup five years ago, and we're going to go with when people meet, Goku himself does not show up. So with that, we're going to take it over to Battle of Gods, and we, we got to do the math, basically. So here's what we do know. We have a birthday party. It's for Bulma. Is this the get-together from five years ago. Here's what we know. Battle of Gods takes place between the defeat of Boo and that time skip 10 years later at the 28th Tenkaichi Budokai as they get ready to go over there. It's got to be between those events. So Bulma's talking about this event five years ago. Could this be that event five years ago? Now, in Battle of Gods, Goku doesn't make it to the party, per se. He does eventually arrive there 
to fight with Bidusu. So we can kind of make this work saying, and Julian, this kind of ties in with your reading where almost both readings are correct. Goku, he didn't show up to the party to the get together. He did eventually make his way there, but it was no longer the party, sort of, at so that point. So he did see Bulma the five years ago. Right. But he wasn't at the party. Right. See? Mm. Well, look at that. Hmm. So what do we think? Is this working so far? Well, it seems to work for either interpretation. Okay, okay. So moving on, this next little thing. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> Big spoilers. You know. <laughs> All bets are off. Pawn is in Videl's belly. She's there. So this has to take place probably going by this either in late 778 or 779 we're assuming that it takes nine months for a baby to grow in a belly and if pawn is the one they are going to get this extra cyan pure whatever for a super cyan god well if bra's not there and we're assuming that bra is indeed a year younger than pawn well bra is probably not conceived at this point yet so we're starting to piece together when we think this is going to be so is this five years in the middle still kind of that best the 778 779 are we still good here i think seems to go pretty good so far yeah okay Okay. the next point tarble is mentioned in battle of gods now he's not mentioned exactly by name so when they're talking about we need to get these six signs uh is it almost it's like hey don't you have a younger brother and i think the response is like oh he's off in space and i don't even know where he is so you, you don't actually hear tarble's name mentioned but that's an obvious reference to the jump super animator special this means battle of gods has to take place and whatever continuity you want to take this or put it in, it takes place after the Jump Super Animator special. Okay, so the defeat of Boo is on May 9th in age 774. We have an exact date for that. The Jump Super Animator special is said to take place two years after the defeat of Boo. So that's sometime in 776. So Battle of Gods has to take place after 776. If we're going with this time frame of 778, 779, this still works, right? Yeah. Yes. I so. Based on math. Based on math. And we're, we're all following the math here, right? I think so. Yep. Okay. So we've got all of these things right now. Five years ago, Pawn is in the womb. Bra's not mentioned, so she's probably not conceived. After the Jump Super Animator special, it has to be either mid-age 778, or early age 779 for Pond to still be born in age 779. Right. Assuming it takes nine months. Right. So we're yeah. pretty good here, right? We have our, we have our so answer. So far, maybe. All right. So there's one contradiction. Who wants to take this? Is there just one? But anyway, <laughs> there's there, there to start with for okay. our contradictions, um, Beatus specifically asks upon his awakening if planet Vegeta was destroyed while he was asleep. And why, yes, it was destroyed. But if his nap was 39 years long, as per the or Oracle Fish's prediction, which was made 39 years ago, apparently before his nap, and Planet Vegeta was destroyed in uh, age 737, the same year that Goku was born, that would mean it would have to take place in age 776. And that's the same time as the Jump Super Anime Tour special, 
which could work if maybe you assume it happened a little bit after that. But that also means that the other things like Pan's birth suddenly are shifted and we know the year that Pan is born. That's that's a given. So either Cyan hybrids have an extraordinarily long gestation or something's up here. Right. And the thing with Pan is, I mean, she's given an age in the manga, so you can't even be like, well, the Daizenshu is wrong here at this point. I mean, we, we, we know she's four years old then. Yes. So there's that. There's another thing, too. Okay. Um, well, there's a minor thing and a sort of major thing. So the minor thing first is that we have Goten, we have Trunks. Yeah. We yeah. have we have Maron. And um, Gohan, Gohan. <laughs> I said uh-huh. Gohan, Gohan and Goten at the same time. So Goten should be, what, uh, about 11 or 12, and Trunks should be 12 or 13 at this point, I think. Right, right. And then at the same time, you have Maron, who should be, what, around seven or eight years old. They don't look it. Right. Now, again, for at least for Goten and Trunks, they have their father's genes, and while... Gohan aged more like a regular human. It's possible that they just stay tiny until they suddenly shoot up in their teenage years. Right. I mean, we but, saw that with Goku himself. He didn't grow up until the 23rd Budokai. Yes. And Maron doesn't have that excuse. Right. Um, her father is really short. We know that. But we also <laughs> know at the end of the series that she takes after her mother in terms of height. Mm-hmm. And she really shouldn't be less than three feet tall at seven or eight years old. So, Julian, I guess to start answering this, this takes it out of universe a little bit. But Toriyama, we we talked about this, comments on, well, I wish I hadn't made everyone look so old. But at the same time, when you're young, you age differently from just getting old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it is Toriyama, so his art style varies quite a bit even within the series. I mean, we can talk about how Dende is a child. <laughs> this is awful. He's a, a teenager, then he's a child again, and then he's an adult. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, there's one other thing that we can talk about as well. Sure. And uh, the character of Mai. So mm. um, those of you who don't know, the Pilaf gang has accidentally been turned into children because um, Pilaf mused out loud that he can't well rule the world while he's like this. So everybody should be back to their youth and the dragon granted their wish and made them children and i think that's maybe the first in- instance in which the dragon granted someone's wish according to what they said rather <laughs> right. than what they meant what yeah, they yeah. intended and um, you know that's actually fun on two levels one is well that's what piccolo daimao had essentially asked for was to restore his youth and it's interesting that shenlong kind of gave him what he wanted and didn't give pilaf what he wanted and I, I don't think this is where you're going but if you wanted to tie gt in with this continuity well why is everyone old in gt when they've been made into children here right uh especially because apparently their their situation is still unresolved at the end of the film right That's another right. spoiler okay. um now it, it could be that in between they decided to restore their youth and being unaware of the dragon balls now granting more than one wish and perhaps the dragon himself being wary of these idiots having dealt with them before <laughs> decides right. to just sort of disappear well, yep, that's that's your wish. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, and no, you know, no just right be- before you get to the, your additional explanation here, Shenlong does actually have a personality in this movie because Shenlong knows who Bidusu is. Yes, and uh, he, he, he has everything. shown a bit of a personality 
before. Yeah, yeah, he, he has. He throws in completely for free, reconstructing Kuridin's body when he's resurrected after the Frieza arc. Well, that was Poronga, wasn't it? Oh, that was? Well, yeah, maybe it was. Now that you mention it, it was. But the two of them sort of have an attitude, so to speak. They do. Was it movie 12 that ends with, uh, you gonna make your other wish? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it does. It goes, Dora Okay. Anyway, continue. Okay. Uh, my. So, yes. But my, while she's, um, still a child, it, through a complicated series of events, which I don't know, we've <laughs> thrown out a lot of spoilers as well. But keep going, kinda, keep going, yep. Okay, so uh, Trunks, um, because he wants to brag to Goten, introduces her as his girlfriend. And when she is sort of unwillingly taken in front of the rest of the crowd, who sort of, <laughs> they sort of think those kids are familiar, but they can't place them. But they ask her how old little Mai is, and she says, 41. And everybody else says, oh, what a funny joke. But wait, no, 41? Hold on. Bulma is turning 45 or 46. Doesn't that make Mai as old as or possibly younger than Goku? <laughs> Right. And if you go back to the series, it doesn't feel that way. No, she looks quite a bit older than Goku or Bulma at the beginning of the series. But who knows? So, I mean, one of them's a little blue thing. One of them's a dog. She's the normal one. Yeah, How normal is normal at that point? I mean, he's still pretty gaggy. Right. I mean, yeah. And I mean, you know, once women get past a certain age, they tend to lie about it. <laughs> She's but, always 41 going onward. Yeah. I mean, so maybe she's actually 51 and she's just shaving a decade off. You know, nobody's <laughs> right. going to know when she's a child anyway, right? Gotcha. So th- those two things there, Goten and Trunks and maybe Maron a little bit, but Mai as well, that's all character design inconsistencies. But we can kind of do our best to, if only out of universe, explain them away. So yeah, they hurt hmm. the math, but not as much as... Some of the other stuff, right? Well, saying that she's 41 is a big thing, unless we assume that she's lying. Okay, possible. And being a villain, I suppose we could assume that she's lying. Right. Because she's vain and, um, Fair point. I don't know, aging. Heath, what's your take on this? Is this, does it have to be 778, 779? Or is this, I don't know, like, how do you work this out? It's really hard to work out. I, I don't know that we can, you almost want to just, pretend like Bisu did not say that <laughs> right right if you just take I mean, that away you can make it work i mean maybe he just forgot you know maybe he wasn't paying attention right and it, it was destroyed when he went to sleep but he didn't he never knew yeah yeah i mean you know i mean you can kind of make something up like that but at the same time you think the god of destruction would know what's being destroyed so i don't know the tough thing here is this could otherwise always just be explained away as, well, it's a movie, whatever. It's the movie's doing its own thing. They made enough of a stink about, no, this is part of the official history. And notice how none of us are using the C word here. We're not going to say that. Yes. Hey, I almost bought We're not arguing about today. holy writ. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're very much saying, no, we're trying to make this fit into the manga's continuity that it can work there, that Toriyama has said, um, at least one occasion before, you know, if I was going to tell another story, I'd put it in between here. Well, we got that before with the Jump Super Animator special, and they're trying to make that work again, as if it were always. This is what I think people are trying to say when they ask, is it C? They're they're trying to say, 
is this supposed to fit here? Is it supposed to fit perfectly? And are we supposed to now think and assume that it always could have and should have been here? That's what I assume people are trying to ask when they don't really know what they're trying to ask. And what we're saying is mostly. Maybe. <laughs> now, here's here's one theory. I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay. We'll see. Would it be possible that they may have gone back to Daisenshu 7 to look at, you know, the difference um, or to see how old Pawn would be? Mm-hmm. And they looked at some wrong dates. The wrong one, yeah. In there because we know for, for Bra, her age is off by two years, depending on which date you look at. Right. Whereas we find... If you go back to when planet Vegeta was destroyed and they came up with 39 years, that's off by two years of where all the other numbers put us. Hmm. I don't know yeah, if it makes it, sense, but maybe somebody over there did a math error because it seems like they really tried yeah, to yeah. get this to fit in. And you would think that they would have gone through all the exact same mental exercises and hoops that we just did and having all of the source material in front of them that they would have arrived at the same thing. Is it just that Bidusu asking throws everything off the most i really think so because hmm. all the other stuff you can essentially almost brush aside and you can kind of understand why they did it yeah it, it all works it, it, this is the only one that it's i guess the way to put it is this one is completely math based right so it's entirely done by math it's very easy to figure out whereas all the other things are more character design related yeah, uh, yeah. You know, kind of like we talked about with Mai, you could brush that aside as, oh, she's just saying that. She just threw out a number, forgetting that she was a kid, and that's not even a real age at that point anyway. Mm -hmm. Whereas this, I mean, it's very definitive, and I think that's where the problem lies. All right. With that, Julian has said "og" and I think fallen off the internet. So uh, we're at the end of the episode anyway. Heath, you and I will just wrap it up right here then, all right? All right. Sounds good. All right. So this was... Uh, 327 we have a couple weeks until julian goes to see the movie himself for reals we got busy times though over on consensu we really do uh this is the home stretch hopefully we can all survive just in addition to all the regular news uh you heard julian he's got interviews coming so we got a bunch more of that kind of content coming our way uh heath i'd love to see if you can check out tap battle we got jake mm -hmm. that's continuing to check out ultimate mission on 3ds so we got video game content coming your way which I guess it's that time of the early year where they do the, the portable stuff, and we'll see what the console mm -hmm. stuff is later in the year. Uh, I finally got in 20th Century Songs Best, and my review is mostly written. So uh, hopefully that review will be popping up on the website this week. Uh, new music, except it's not new music at all. So you can kind of anticipate what the review is going to be, but uh be good to have that up uh, regardless. Um, I, I'm just like, my mind is a cloud. I don't even know what's going on. It's going to be a busy time. Um, I've been working on episode guide stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we've, yeah. We've got more Dragon Ball Z episodes have gone up. Um, I've gone back and redone all of the Dragon Ball episode pages. So now the names are all in the proper order, uh, which I've also done for Dragon Ball Kai. And then I've been working on manga guide stuff, getting more chapter pages up. And Julie and I have somewhat on and off been working on more movie pages, trying to get that done. And oh, yeah. So we're, we're kind of hitting some content, but it seems like it's just getting way over 
overshadowed with everything else that's going on. I know. I hear you. I, I actually did a bunch of little cleanup things and I don't even remember what section it was because I got distracted yeah. by other things. I couldn't even tell you what work I did this week. I don't even remember. And that's just, you know, part of the course right now. Oh, all right. So, Heath, tell the kids, where can they find the site? They can find the site on the interwebs at www.kanzenshuu.com. That is Kirkdamundo. Go there. You can find the full site. You can find the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Google Pluses, the Donate if you would like to. Oh, let me let me do that right this second, actually. I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned a couple of these names, but I want to hit everyone from uh, kind of the most recent batch of donations. Jamal, Michael, Mark, Raymond, and Nate. These last couple of months, you've made a big difference. It's helped. Heath, you're aware of what's going on with the server. We keep upping things yep. because uh, Battle of Gods is taking a toll on not just us mentally, but also us technologically. Uh, so that's been crazy. I do have a full, complete item namings for things you're helping out with that you're helping out with content makes a big difference we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts we all do it helps it helps bank accounts the non-existent consent you bank accounts so thank you folks uh thank you thank you thank you so for heath thank you sir appreciate it thanks for having me i'm glad my computer held out long enough for this to finish (laughs) yep uh thanks to julian who fell off but uh you'll hear him obviously this episode thanks to jake who was able to take some time and talk about ultimate mission with me my name is mike vegito ex this is 327 we'll see you next week for 328 heath you have the honor the distinction kill the show well i don't want to kill the show all right uh this particular episode then oh okay thank you for listening to podcast episode 327 we'll see you next blah blah <laughs> is that it yep that's it you don't get a Thanks retake no 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 you can't 327 nope. we'll see you next nope. week i'm not adios i'm not including that i'm not well yeah you already heard it it's there it's